This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. season or or dare I say dropping down into League One. Wickham Wonders have just come up for goodness sake. Wickham Wonders have just got promotion 
Coventry, who play at our ground, could be in the championship. And we could be in League One playing at our ground as a League One side. How do we feel about that? I know how I feel. I ain't going to run like I did last week. But I, I might, if you wind me off, if we get going, I might. Because I tell you what, one game, one single solitary game, yet again, the last game of the season for time after time after time of, of, of being a Birmingham City fan for the last 10 years since we won the Carling Cup, 11 years, whatever it is. Wait, this is mad. This is mad. This is not right. Something has to be done. Something has to be done now. But welcome to the Talk, Talk Show, ladies and gents. It's Monday night at 7.30. Here we go. And, of course, sponsored by Boyle Sports, principal sponsors of Birmingham City Football Club. And in conjunction with our good friends at Borsley Labour Club and, of course, SAS Autos. Uh, we've had a complaint, ladies and gents. I'll talk about that in a moment. But in the meantime, I'm going to introduce everybody. Welcome, Mrs Brown. <laughs> And the one and only Paul Hipkiss, a.k.a. Mr. Sheen. Good evening, all. And, of course, Mark. He's back with his uh, dressing gown on, so he's now going to be called Mr. Robe. (laughs) 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 Good evening. And, of course, the legend, ladies and gentlemen, that is the 1991 Cup winner, the one and only Mr. Ian Clarkson. (laughs) 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 <laughs> welcome Ian uh, welcome Nick thank you very much for the intro oh mate I tell you what 1991 let's just go back all those years and I know some of our listeners are too young to remember it but my golly what a day what a build up what a what a everything about that day for me was just so damn special I always used to walk up the cop back in the 70s and early 80s and through the 80s thinking, will this team ever, ever, ever make that journey down to Wembley? And I was convinced that if they did, I'd have the worst migraine ever and I wouldn't be able to go. <laughs> what a day it was. I tell you what, we made it, we made it, we made it all the way down there. My car was, well, I can send you the photographs of my car back in the day. It was like, it was just flags coming off it, ribbons coming off it, everything. Going down, going down the old, uh, the old uh, M1, pipping the horn to keep right onto the end of the road. It was one solitary note, but it would do, 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 do. <laughs> Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Oh, great. So what memories do you have for that day then, mate? I mean, look, as you said, it was a fantastic, fantastic day. Well, it was a fantastic few, few days, really. We, we'd probably reached the lowest dev as, as the club. And yeah. I kind of think that that winning at Wembley was kind of, I mean, getting promotion the next year kind of set us back on the uh, back, back on track again, a bit of a, a, a rebirth, if you like. But the whole yeah. build up to it, you know, tra- stopping at Reading University for five days before we loo, it was just, you know, you, you just couldn't imagine it now, could you? There was stopping in, in student digs at Reading Uni, driving around looking for places to train. For the game, you know, on pieces of grass and, and all kinds of things. It was, but it was, but it was funny, you know, sharing. I think some of the press were in the same places as they kept going out getting hammered every night, getting in late. So we had to yeah. put the kibosh <laughs> on that. Um, but look, ultimately, the, the sort of game itself was, was a not only was it great that we won, but it was just a terrific game. And it was, it, it was, it was a proper blues game. We should have been out of sight at half time. We were hanging on. And then, as you said, then John Gale scored. You know the goal of his career to, to, to win it for us. Goal of my life, then, mate. That was honestly, honestly. We're what, what, but also for me, I think I've got as many good memories of the of the next day when we went to the town hall. It might have been the day after. I can't quite remember. You know, I had loads of my family there and just a sea of Birmingham fans. And yeah, I mean, you can say it was only the Leyland Daft Cup, but it was just a great day. There were thousands of people there who had a, who had a terrific day. And at the time, that was the best thing that we uh, probably could have won. 
it was just unbelievable, mate. And I just thank you for them. That, that, the memories, I, I can see it right now. I'm still there, you know what I mean? I'm proper still there. Do you want to know something else? There you go. Come on, then. There's my 1991 commemorative mug. It is a limited oh. edition, number <laughs> 265 of a limited edition of 500. That is the prize of my life. That is my FA Cup, mate. That is it. That is it. That is I'm, a great prize. It's beautiful, was, isn't it? Was, look, look at that. Was, You're in there somewhere, that, mate. You're on there somewhere. Was that from an influence? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. God blimey. Back yeah, we, the there, was a, there was a mix-up there, wasn't there, somewhere between influence and match winner for the kit? Is that right? Before the game? I, I don't know. Yeah, so someone else has mentioned this to me. I, I, to be honest, we, we, we don't know. Obviously, the Kumars were in charge, so it was all, all influence stuff. Wouldn't say in charge. Um, <laughs> but then, obviously, you know, we, we have some going to do with match winner. The honest answer is, I, I, I honestly don't don't know that one. Um, but, you know, we, we, we could have worn a vest that day, and it, it still would have been a great day. Yeah, oh God, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I was going to say, sorry, Mark, was going to say, was going to say, I 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 I was I I I I I I yeah, I remember that. I don't yeah, I was there as well, Mark. It was good times. Now look at it. It was good. You know, it, it it's different times. So you know, we were probably although I say it's different times. It's it's fairly similar to now in terms of where we're on the league. But it, it was different times in terms of accessibility and you know and play, players' wages, all that kind of thing. So it was, it was just a, a different era, and and it, and it very much felt like we were giving something, something back to the fans that last dude. Yeah. It stuck with us through some fairly average times, I have to say. Um, mm. you know, lucky, it was you know, lots of my pals were blues fans. I grew up, grew up with loads of blues fans, so for me, that was like the I had a magnificent weekend. I don't think I bought a drink for about two weeks. Some comments coming right off. I went to Envy on the West Midlands double decker bus, great stuff, <laughs> oh, brilliant memories. Um. And uh, Tim Croucher Faraday, I remember Ian Clarkson coming into the side to replace Kevin Ashley, who was arguably the best player, our best player, and he took the first team like a duck to water. Good player, and underrated in my opinion. Keep right on. Thank and you, Tim. One here from Jason Hughes. One of my favourite ever games. I've been to. I've been to. What a day! Singing to the whole train back to Weymouth. No one had a clue there was even a final on. That's what we do. It. That's what we do. That's what we yeah. do. All right, back to football then. Um, so it's now been confirmed that Jude Bellingham is a Dortmund player. What's your thoughts on that one, Paul? Well, good luck to the lad. I mean, what a move for him. Um, obviously, you look at Sancho, you look at Haaland recently and what they've done with them and how they've developed them. And as an England fan, as well as a Blues fan, it excites me to think that, you know, they could turn him into a world beater also and hopefully become, um, you know, a great for England as well in the future. Obviously, let's yeah. not run before we can walk but he's certainly got all the ingredients and potential for them to work with over there and develop and uh, I'm sure he'll come on and be an absolute world star you know eventually in time so mm -hmm. yeah great move great move for him and uh, I wish him all the best obviously wish him all the best everybody does I'm sure but you know again we just can't hold on to the talent can we well certainly not where we are at the moment um, but I don't think any championship club would have been able to hold on to him to be honest you know, um, he's too good for the championship, isn't he, Nick? You know, he's a—he's yeah, going to yeah, be yeah. eventually. I think he will eventually be 
you know, a Premier League. He'd probably come back if, there. If, and, if, if he can stave off injury yeah. and, and keep his head where it is now, he's going to be a world beater. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. He's, he's at the top of his tree. And uh, thanks, Jude, for all, all, you, all you've done for the football club. And especially from my point of view, thank you for being the last man standing on the field, clapping everybody as you go off, mate. Well, well done. You, you, you've absolutely proved yourself to be... Um, uh, 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 well, I don't know what you call it, an advocate for the game, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Sort of, mm. The word elude me, but hey ho. Um, right, Mark. Yes. Derby I... Wednesday. Derby Wednesday, Mark. Now, I live near Derby, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So do I. And the pub that I work in is full of Derby fans. Oh. Yeah, right, okay. Uh, here we go again. This deja vu. What is I'm, it? With I'm, on the last day of the season, I'm getting a bit sick of this now. To be honest, um, yeah, me too, Mark. I, 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 I mean, hand on heart, I do think we'll stay up. I just got this feeling we will stay up. Um, I've seen people, Mark, this week writing about, you know, oh look, lads, we're going to be safe because we're going to going to be deducted twelve points. I don't want to bring to be deducted twelve points. I, yeah. I didn't want to be deducted nine points. Blackpool I, seems to think we have now got away with it. Well, um, everyone, everyone, it shouldn't be down to us waiting for Wigan Athletic to be deducted nine points for going into administration. Yeah, it's not good. We're Birmingham I mean, City, man. We're bigger than this. Yeah, just shows you I mean, how bad it is, doesn't it, Nick? That just shows you how far we've actually fallen in recent years, that does. It's actually, yeah. it's actually disgusting, isn't it? It's, it's, it is, yeah. It's shocking. It's well, shocking. Bailey Stevens, I mean, Derby too, and uh, Dad's a blue keep right on. Thank you ever so much for that, Bailey. And, um, like, I... I you know, I walked through town last night, yeah, and there's there's one pub here which is allowed to have quite a few seats on the outside, um, and in amongst there were some was a, a very staunch Wolves fan, Stoke fans, um, even a fan from them up the road that I didn't mention, and they were like they were they were already ribbing me. You know, I've got a Villa fan ribbing me for crying out loud, saying, "Look at the state they're in." Huh? Yeah, it's, you can't. I mean, Clarky, get your boots on, lad. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's hard to even laugh at them lot up the road because we you know the minute you know as much as we hate them you know what what have we got to laugh about? Got yeah. nothing to laugh about. Nothing. Not even the pies anymore. No. There's just nothing. I mean, it's just it's got to change. I know it's easy saying it, but when is it going to change? When you know is something going to happen? Because this ain't fun anymore. Well, there's no. a big Twitter Twitter rumor going about Cranchard tonight, isn't there? Yes, I I wouldn't mind um, him to be honest. And, and, and for, unfortunately, until I see somebody's photograph with a Birmingham City scarf stretched out in the cock facing the tilt, and it ain't happened. Yeah, I know. Mm. I mean, I'd I'd even take Paul Cook over you know those that have been mentioned, but you know. You just, you, you just have to wonder how long, you know, whoever comes in next, is he going to be given a few transfer windows and a bit of time to... When it even took Klopp and Guardiola, like, you know, three or four transfer yeah, I don't think it's make, much transfer windows, Paul. I think it's been given the reins to do the job properly. Well, there is that as well, yeah. But, but that, yeah, I mean, that is the biggest problem, Nick, what you say there, absolutely. But, you know, and, and ultimately, that's what probably why, we've you know, we've lost recent managers as well. And obviously, they've just got fed up of it, but... Yeah, yeah. If you keep carrying, if if it keeps carrying on under this, the the current strategy, then we, we're just going to finish up. You know, we, we could we could put Klopp in charge of the Blues, and we wouldn't go anywhere. Yeah, uh, Graham Brown says it just shows the level of the club we are. We're a laughing stock. Kev Kelly, 
we are relying on a superior team being deducted points to survive. We should hang our heads in shame. Take it off in. We're only a League One team on the pitch. Yeah. I mean, no, no winning 13 games is relegation form, isn't it? Shocking, that's, yeah. That's the reality, yeah. Do you think, do you think the Robbie Fowler thing's dead in the water? No idea. Don't know. Again, the, the rumour mill will take its course. What, I mean, did you have many rumours around, uh, Ian, in your, back in your day? Yeah, there was plenty. We uh, sacked plenty of managers in the late 80s and early 90s. So, yeah, I think I played yeah. with about five or six. Um, you know, obviously... You know, the, obviously, we, we you said we won the Leyland after within about 14 days. Lou Macari gone to Stoke, so no, none of us saw that one coming. Yeah, because we, um, we all loved that big song, didn't we? Lulu skipped to Lulu, skipped to Lou Macari. Yeah, yeah. When he came back with Stoke, we changed the words a little bit. I can imagine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Also, look, you know, uh, you, you, couldn't, you couldn't see that one coming. And I mean, yeah, when I first was there, obviously Ken Weldon was in charge, wasn't he? And I remember I was, I was first year YTS. We used to queue up on the stairs for the wages. You get paid weekly then. Very, very weekly, as Tommy Doherty right. would have said. We used to get paid weekly, and and you used, used to try and pick your money up, and they wouldn't pay you till after three o'clock on a Friday, so you couldn't pay it into the bank till Monday. So you had all the you had all like the senior pros going absolutely mental. Um, was you paid by was, check then? Yeah, you you paid by check. You don't have to come pay. And banks always used to shut at half three in those days, or whenever it yeah, was on a so Friday. You wouldn't get your money till the following Thursday, would you? With your three day wait. Well, well I yes, yeah, th- theoretically, yeah. So it used to just yeah. So yeah. It, it was an ongoing process, but. You know, and that was, you know, we, we sort of arrived at Elm in 87 and our first two weeks as apprentices, we, we, we spent cutting the grass down it was overgrown. So... 17-year-olds you know, apprentice, Ian. 17-year-olds apprentice at Blues. What was your 16. age like at 17? Uh, well, I might be debut at 17. Uh, as a 16, your first side, I left school at 16 and you, you got yeah. 28.50 and, and a free bus pass. Um, now, I missed that. Sorry again. £28.50 and a free bus pass. <laughs> She's right, it. Nothing, nothing's changed. <laughs> yeah, and and and, and you, you also, <laughs> and obviously. <laughs> oh, Crocky, that is brilliant, mate. And, and then you oh, also used yourself. to get Nick. Oh, you also God. used to get. You, you got four pounds as a win bonus in the resis or and, and the youth, and two quid for a draw. So you, yeah. if you had like a weekend where you played for the resis and the youth team. And you'd win three games in a week. You were like a weekend millionaire. <coughs> yeah, forty quid, and I could get the bus, and I could get the bus into Solihull Old Town Centre on a Saturday night for free. So there you go. <laughs> go out clubbing. You go out clubbing uh, like to the Ritzy or somewhere like that. Oh, no, we was, was, was uh, yeah, actually, to be fair, I, but when was that sort of late eighties? Uh, yeah, you, you, when you went out, you would probably go into Roses in Solihull or or you go into Birmingham. It would have been like probably the Dome or Ritzy's or, yeah. or, or whatever it would have been back in those days, I guess. Yeah, or yeah. the hummingbird. The hummingbird was quite popular as well for a while. So yeah, those yeah, sorts of yeah, places, yeah. yeah. That was a good place. I used to like it in there. Oh, was that, wasn't that Granny? Yeah. I went to the House Martins there in the eighties. They were quality. Oh, anyway, yeah. that's, that's, that's for that, that's for a, another uh, that's for another show, I think. But who was but, um, yeah. Ian? Who was the best player you ever played against? Ooh, what at Blues or in my career? Um, do both if you want. If if they're two, if the two are different. I would think, yeah, yeah. In my career, I would think probably I played against um, Ginola and Viali. Um, oh wow! Two, two top players, two yeah. really, really good players. Um, was that when you were at Stoke? Stoke? Was that when you were yeah. at Stoke? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They were really two really good players. They, they'd probably be the just their movement, everything about them. They were just top, top class players. You, you, you could tell the difference to step up. Um, yeah. Blue was cool, blimey. 
That's interesting. There was lots of decent players, actually. Uh, I tell you what, I reckon... I'm going to pull out the bag. Oh, I've got one for you. The Swindon game, we were winning 4-1. And then okay. we lost six. We lost it. Glenn Hoddle moved into midfield and we didn't get a kick. So I'd have to probably say Glenn Hoddle. Yeah. I remember and that. that was when he was, and that was when he was about 36, by the way. So, yeah. you know. More comments yeah. coming in. Alan Longstaff says, free bus pass. That's brilliant. Uh, Linda <laughs> says, Nick and Chris have already got free bus passes. Thanks, Linda. Older than us, ain't she, Chris? Oh, she looks a lot older. Uh, Sam Mullet, I'd love to have a character in charge with great sense of humour. Uh, Live the club, Ian Holloway. I've, I would love Ian Holloway. I've loved for years with his background as a person who's been mentioning Blues a lot in the past. We seem settled at Grimsby. Is Birmingham City a bigger opportunity than Grimsby at the moment? That's a serious question, isn't it? Huh? I would think it probably is, isn't it? I know it is. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of being a little bit tongue-in-cheek there. <laughs> and I'm saying, like, we just cannot keep avoiding relegation on the last day of the season, right? It's going to come and bite you in the backside. And I've got a really horrible feeling it's going to be Wednesday night. It you could well be. You think we're going down? It's Birmingham City, Mark. Nothing would surprise me. Nothing. Mm. I mean, ultimately, you... we, we, we've had, I think it's in, in the last three years, this will be the third, or four years, this will be the third, 19th. If we finish 19th, I mean, we've had like two 19th place finishes, I think, in the last three years. Yeah. You know, so if you play with... Scary. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> if you play with fire, you're eventually going to get burnt, ain't you, you know? Yeah. Yeah, but are we banking on... I can't see Charlton beating Leeds, I've got to be honest. So they're, aren't no. they playing Leeds? Yeah. Don't you think yeah. the Leeds might just take the foot off the gas now? I wouldn't have thought so. Not, not, was there any not of that, that back in your day? You know, if, 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 if you'd got promotion and you was on another game after, you're thinking like, OK, I'm going to step up a league here. The last thing I, I now want is an injury that's going to put me out the first half of the season. Nah, that you know, it doesn't work like that, Nick. I've got to be honest. You know, and I know Charlton got something to play for, but Leeds are a good, good, good team, aren't they? So, yeah, I think Leeds playing at seventy percent will probably have enough for for Charlton not to beat them. But you, yeah. you never know. You're right. You never know. They beat Derby yesterday, didn't they? Leeds, yeah, Leeds, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, three, yeah. Uh, three, one was it? Three, two, something like three, yeah. one. Like yeah, that, yeah, and plus it's it's also at Leeds as well, isn't it? So I mean, I know there's no fans there, but I'm I'm pretty sure that they'll they'll, they'll want to finish in some style. I've got yeah. a feeling the most, they've, they've got the most. They've got more cardboard cutout fans yeah. than anybody else I've seen. Leeds. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they have. <laughs> Stephen Gill, uh, Ian wants to know what's your favourite goal in your career, your favourite personal goal. Uh, against would be my North for Northampton. Yep. against Bristol Rovers, playoff semi-final. We lost the first leg 3-1, and then we, we won the second leg 3-0 to get to Wembley, and I got the second one on the night. To, it was it was very, very enjoyable. Uh, so I didn't score many, so uh, at, at senior level. Um, so, yes, scoring for Blues, it would have been FA Youth Cup away at Leeds at Ellen Road. I did actually score for about 30 yards, believe it or not, for the Blues Youth team. Right. <laughs> so, that, okay, that, go back to Jude for a quick second. A lot of people are saying that uh, it would be nice to make Jude the captain tomorrow uh, as, a, as a thank you and a send off. That would be a nice gesture, I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll just, just, I just, I, I don't, I don't want to hog the whole conversation. So that's um, your conversation, you, mate. You're you, right. You, your show, man. Obviously, I, I teach at a nice school up in, in Derbyshire, and we we often played against Jude Bellingham School Priory, and he, he was a. You could tell then he was an absolute class act. He used to play, you know. So I watched him play up to about the age of 13, 14. I went and did a, a week's teaching at Priory as part of my teacher training. Uh, and, I, you know, and he was always a, 
a good lad and, and a very, very, very good player. What part of Derbyshire? Uh, Repton. Oh, I know. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, the A38. That's the one. So he's, <laughs> he, he's, he's an extremely good player and he, he'll have had a, you know, I know his dad, well, I know his dad very well, but I know of him and I've seen, and he's, he's, he's got his head screwed on and, and clearly he's got, he's a lad, he's a lad's head screwed on as well. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Mm. Uh, Daniel Jordan says Leeds will be hung over. Anyone in that ground will be hung over from the promotion party. Oakley Charlton don't turn up. That's, that's mad, isn't it? Relying on, a, on, a, on another team not to turn up or relying on another team to get deducted points. That's what's making me so mad. Right. There is something wrong at our football club from top to bottom. Top to bottom. Right. And I ain't beating about the bush. If it's Mr. Dong, sort him out. Mm. Right. He is the last person I want to see in a tracksuit. The last person. You should have a suit on, you should have your tie on, and you should be up in your director's chairs or in your box doing whatever you do. You, Mr. Dong, should be nowhere near a football field, ever. Ever. Did you have that back in your day, Ian, or not? Um, well, so I'm talking about my area. I mean, Samish quite fancied himself as a player, didn't he, if you remember? Yeah. He, he often did the keep you up. See, he came into the chat. I mean, and I'm, I can remember a, a good one with Samish where... Um, where there was an argument about money, unsurprisingly, it was about the Leyland Daft bonuses. Um, yeah, yeah. And he sort of came into the changing rooms and cut a long story short, we, we'd been getting paid peanuts all the way because the crowds weren't very big. And then in the semi-final, it was something like, I think it was a thousand pounds a man, which was massive money back then. Uh, and so we, we obviously beat Brentford. And we, went to get, we were all thinking, oh, we're going to get low. Yeah, we picked up our pay packets. We had about 90 quid each. Oh, what's this? He goes, oh, it's a thousand pounds between you. So there was a big sort of crisis meeting about the wording in the contract. And, and he had to pay us in the end. But remember, when after he paid us, he kicked off massively about half an hour going through our deficiencies as a squad, which was quite interesting. Uh, and I think and I think he sort of turned to Lou then and said, have I got your back in on this, Lou? And Lou was like, no, not really. So you could, you could kind of see the cracks developing then a little bit. Mm. Uh, match has just ended Sheffield. Uh, Everton 1-0. Who to Sheffield? Hang on. Lost it. Uh, uh, Sheffield United nil. Hang on, no, oh, stupid thing. Match ended. Sheffield nil. Everton one. My apologies. Mm-hmm. My apologies. It's currently still nil nil in the uh, Brighton Newcastle game. Okay. We so, so we got the fans' questions from in the week. Is that okay now? Yeah. Oh, lovely. Yeah, cracking. Crack on. Yeah. So what we do, Ian, we, we we just put out on our page just to ask our our viewers to ask any questions, and uh, I'll just ask of you a few that we've been put on there if that's okay. Um, so Bruce Merrison is asking, did you like being called Captain Chaos? <laughs> I didn't mind either way. I, 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 no, I didn't mind, to be fair. You know, I mean, ultimately, I, yeah, I, I didn't mind either way. I mean, you know, I didn't particularly have a chance. So, um, no. so yeah, he was fine. You know, I remember fair, you could, it on the old cop. I mean, you, know, you, you could call, you, you could call me. I mean, I you know you could. I've, I've been called lots of things to be fair. So you kind of become immune to any. He's got any nicknames in, in a nice way. So yeah, I didn't mind either way. Yeah, I was, yeah. I was perfectly happy. Yeah, and this kind of touches on the, what we talked about earlier, but it's kind of different. So Eric Pollock's asking, who was the best striker and winger you ever faced? Now I know you said Ginola in your career, but you can say for Blues, I suppose, because you said obviously uh, Glenn. I, I, I tell you what, I, I think as a winger. Yeah. I tell you, always gave you a tough afternoon. It would have been Robbie Dennison at Wolves. Um, yeah, yeah. Good, good battles with him over the years at Blues and at Stoke. But he was one of those players. He wasn't particularly quick, Robbie. But you know, yeah. he, had, he could go to. He could go either way. He had a good shot on him, and he had a good delivery. He was a, a tricky player. So I would think consistently, 
having played against somebody six or seven times, I'd say he was probably somebody I thought always gave me a, a good battle. Yeah, okay. And Steve Jobs asking, can he describe how he found out his feelings, how he found out, stroke his feelings, when he found out he was going to be given his first professional contract with what was a dream come true, playing for his beloved Blues? I don't know, but it, it was, as you said, it was a, a fantastic, I mean, getting get, get signed as an apprentice was 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 was, was brilliant. Um, and then I actually made my debut before I was a professional, so I, was, I made my debut as a 17-year-old and I was still on 28-50. Um, yeah, yeah. And then... And then so I can't, and then on my 18th birthday, Dave McKay, was it Dave McKay? No, it was, no, it was Gary, sorry, Gary Pendry. Uh, yeah. I mean, contract and I was over the moon. You know, I was signed for the rest of that season and the next season. Uh, I, was, yeah. I, I, was, I was made up, as they would say, or any, any, any cliche you could think of. But it was brilliant. It, was, it is the proverbial dream come true, really. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, you know, and and most of the apprentices back then, most of the apprentices back then were, were Blues fans. They signed nine of us in our year, and most of us were well. We were all from Birmingham, and most of us yeah. were uh, would have been Blues fans as well. So, yeah, yeah, good stuff. <coughs> um, and Stephen Gill's asking, what was it like to play at the old Wembley, and what was it like before kickoff? So, in the dressing room, you can talk us through in the dressing room, maybe before the game, half time, and after. I tell you what, I mean, you, you're testing my memory out here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, be, before the game, I just remember thinking we were quite relaxed, really. We, we'd sort of gone around before and I, I'd, I'd had a walk around the stadium. Uh, you know, plenty of Blues fans in early. Um, and I, I just remember feeling quite relaxed. You know, we, we I think Lou, Lou played it well. He said, you know, go and enjoy yourself. Go, go and wave at people. That's fine. Go and say hello. And then from about half two onwards, just, just get yourself focused on the game. Um, yeah. And he, he always kept it quite light-hearted, Lou, anyway. So there was, the, there was the usual stuff going around, um, and then obviously you know queuing up before and I just I, I just felt good. And, and when, when you walk out and you, and you see all, all the Blues fans there, it's it's a massive lift. I don't care what anyone says that if, if you know there's, there's that many people there supporting you, it's a massive bonus. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That noise was just um, yeah. and that was just off the scale. Yeah. That noise, wasn't it? And then obviously half time. It was going well, but clearly you know whatever we said at half time didn't work because it went two two in about twenty minutes. Um, yeah, but but and then and then at, at the end it was just great. It was, you know there, there was a massive relief. There was there was press here. It just felt like nice chaos at the end. You know, I mean, it just it was just like a blur. We went on to think to the Wembley Hills and afterwards, and it was the the reception the next day at the Town Hall. It was just a terrific couple of days, really. And of yeah, course, yeah. we did the ultimate Birmingham City thing as well, didn't we? Um, John Gale was interviewed live on TV straight after the game, and it's still got his. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah. We got the three points, yeah. and he picked up the three points. Oh, mate! I tell you what, that is just <laughs> the best thing ever. Right, so here's my story, Ian. Here's my story. For the um, uh, semi-final, I went to the Birmingham Brentford semi-final, yeah. and then I got a ticket for the Brentford Birmingham <laughs> semi-final, the, the the second leg. Back in that day, that cost me ninety-two quid. Well, 92, I mean, that's a lot. Ninety-two yeah. pound, and I was in with the Brentford fans, right? And on that final whistle, I was going damn delirious, right? And there was a little old gentleman in front of me. He must have been in his 80s. He turned around with tears running down his face. And he put his hand on my arm and he said, enjoy your day, son, won't you? And I just went, oh, my God, what have we just done? I'm just like, whoa, whoa. Uh, so I gave him an hug. I told him I was sorry. Uh, and then I drove out of Brentford's football club. And that was the very first time that I'd ever seen Wembley Stadium driving home from, from Brentford, right? Yeah. Then for the final... I slept outside St Andrews all night, 
right? Okay, yeah. Um, and uh, in the morning, Mr. Kumar came up with a, a certain young lady on his arm, no names mentioned. And uh, being a season ticket holder, I hadn't got a ticket, and I think we'd only been allocated something like three thousand for the first allocation, and we ended up taking forty-five down there. Yeah, what a day! What an absolute day! day. Yeah, really. Oh, I'm, I'm so so filled up tonight, Paul. I'll tell you what. You know, I was in such a bad mood for this tonight. I was ready to rip somebody <laughs> a new one, right? And and I can't because Ian's in, and and, and that was. <laughs> One of the best days of my life. Day. Oh, it was great. It, it was, it, you know, we, I, I think you know the, the build-up going going to Reading Uni the week before, because we had probably five or six, you know, Birmingham fans and young kids in the squad. It just took us away from everything. It was a looking back. It was a genius. Really, it was a masterstroke. Really doing that from from Lou. You know, th- taking us away from everything. We we no one had a mobile phone in those days, so you know you, you weren't ringing yeah. people. You were just t- totally away from it all. It was, and everyone was just focused on football and having a laugh and those kinds of things. So it was good. Okay, people, come on, give us your stories because Richard Whitehouse said 15, 16 lads staying in a transit van all weekend for the Lane and Duff final. Happy days. Brilliant. That must have been one hell of a journey. I feel sorry, I feel sorry for the driver. Uh, if anybody else has got some more good stories, please give them us on your Leyland Daft Cup final. You know what? We should we should have really made this into a Leyland Daft Cup final show, shouldn't yeah. we? Really. Yeah. My, my my daughter was um, seven weeks old. Your oh, daughter was seven weeks old. Yeah, I wasn't. Gonna and you miss, still went to the game. I wasn't. I wasn't going to miss it. So too bloody they, right, mate. They came, <laughs> so they came down with me and yeah. uh, dropped me off at Wembley, and then they went on to uh, her friends just around the corner, and they stayed there while I was at the match. Come on, I want some more Leyland Daft Cup final stories. Funny, uh, not so funny, anything. Anything you've got. Obviously, don't swear. We want to keep it clean. And uh, Craig Courtney, my first ever game at Wembley. What a match to start off with. Brilliant. Same as me. Same as me, yeah. My first one. Owen Doyle, what a player. My favourite as a kid, I'm thinking, he's referring to you. And... um, I did. Yeah. It was my it was my third time at the old Wembley. I'd been with the school for a couple of England games with my school uh, before that. I watched us yeah. play Cameroon and Poland uh, just after the ninety yeah. World Cup. Yeah, yeah, um, I never been before, yeah. right? But then after after that day, after that absolute, it wasn't just a day; it was an occasion, right? Yeah. Some people will say that it was only the Leyland Daft. No, not to us, it wasn't. Right? It was our first no. Wembley appearance. I'm 58, 59 years old on Christmas Day. I've never ever told anybody no, no, that no, before. No. It looks a lot older, right? Getting <laughs> both Christmas. I've got to start getting the mentions in. Uh, and you know what? After that, I was hooked on the old Wembley, and that stadium mm. became a part of me. And I went to every England game possible that was going there. Everyone, time after mm. time after time. And then I lost my love for the international game once all the prima donnas started coming in, and there was no fight, yeah. no passion, no nothing. Mm. I still think yeah. that night. I think the '91 game. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I, I went to '91. I went in '95. Went to the Carlin. I did all the yeah. playoffs. Yeah. That <clears throat> that first one. In How old would you have been, Mark? What, in 91? Yeah. I was, fif- I was uh, 15. All right, OK. Because you're quite old yeah, then. I went, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I went with my dad. Um, but, um, yeah, it was, that is so special, that first time. It was, yeah. yeah. It really was. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I re- oh, yeah, yeah it's, it was a special day. And I, I was I was 12, and uh, I remember it. Obviously, I remember it well. My uncle drove us there. And um, yeah. we got we got there. And there was, there was I remember seeing a sign saying that the market's not on today. And I remember... A couple of people being disappointed about the market not being on. That's you know, when you what, just Birmingham, 
No, no, yeah, not yeah, the yeah. Blues. No, it was people who oh, go locals. there for the market. It must have been people who go there for the market every week, and obviously uh, they didn't realise there was a game on. So, um... <laughs> <laughs> it's That's a good crazy, one. It's a good one from Ian. He says, "I remember being at Leyland Duff at seven years of age and seeing seeing a Mark Hughes play for Tranmere, and my dad said, don't worry, he's rubbish.'" <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Siobhan was only six, so she didn't go. Why not? There's no excuses, huh? Seven weeks, my daughter was. She was just trying to make us all feel old, didn't she? (laughs) Talk for yourself, Paul. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Ian, so, go on, off you go, Paul, sorry. I was just going to say, there's one last question from our viewers. (laughs) Um, This this one also tests your memory as well, Ian. Okay. Simon Price is asking, do you remember presenting trophies at Coronation Star end of season award ceremony at Lightall School in Solihull in eight, at the end of the 1989-90 season? You, I do. You said, I was, you said he was dressed smart as he collected his most improved, improved player award in his, tw- in his tweed jacket and chinos. Oh, no. Chinos! I do remember that as it happens because I believe Potsy might have been playing for Coronation Star there. As in oh, Graham okay. Potter. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. I'm sure he was. And then obviously he came to play for us later. And he was my car school partner for Stoke for quite a few years, Potsy as well. So I'm pretty yeah. sure I stand to be corrected that that because I remember Potsy said to me, yeah, I remember that. It was it, it was a really good night. And so uh yeah, I'm sure that was the case. So yes, I remember it well. <laughs> and he's got all comments for Graham Potter, he's doing all right. Yeah, yeah, maybe, good, maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe he could be our next manager. <laughs> yeah. Some oh, more comments coming in. Linda says she was only 12. Um, what's the sentence for compulsive lying, Chris? 12? Oh, come on. Yeah. No, Who was that? Who was only 12? No, it's she probably was... size 12. Yeah, I was going to say, probably a, probably a high heels that she was wearing. Craig <laughs> Courtney, I went to the West Midlands bus uh, and someone tried, I went on the, on the West Midlands bus. Somebody tried to rip my scarf out the window but failed on Wembley Way. Uh, that day was immense. Always remember my dad saying the atmosphere will hit you and still get air standing on end now. I do too, mate. Ray Hobbro, I think back in the day we were all just wishing Blues would get to Wembley in our lifetime. And so it happened in 91. Mm. Uh, Pete Taylor says 94 was my first Wembley trip, 12 years old. And Jerry Smith, fantastic day and even better weekend. The Fusilier pub, we kidnapped three Tranmere fans. <laughs> <laughs> This could have legal complications. <laughs> we, we, we kidnapped three Tramia fans and had them singing something on the villa all night long. Big Steve Cooper's board for the rest of his soul. Great kid. Oh, brilliant, mate. Love it, love it, love it. Oh, great. Uh, Ian, uh, Ian Clayton's asking, what's it like being in history? Uh, in the greatest, uh, being in history of the greatest ever, ever goal scored at Wembley. And to me, it is an it is simply the greatest ever goal scored at Wembley. That Beckham one was pretty good when he put us through to the um, was it the Euros against. Um, did it, did it, did it. That was at Old Trafford, Nick. Was Old Trafford, yeah. Was yeah. Old. I, I would say, I would say, Gascoigne against Scotland has got to be up there, running very close if it's not better. Yeah, I reckon. I reckon Bobby Charles in '66 was decent when we beat yeah. Mexico two 0 That wasn't bad either, to be fair. I reckon. But, uh, I reckon. I reckon it was even better than Simon Storage in the Leyland Duff final. <laughs> 
No, surely not. <laughs> Good friend of the show, Steve Portman, has just put a link up on Blake's memory. I can't click it, Steve. I've everything I've got on my laptop will go off at the moment, but I will do it afterwards. It's on the birminghammail.co.uk. Please click on it and uh, do what you need to do. We're Birmingham City fans. That's what we do. That's what we do. All right. Okay. Um, so you didn't really, Ian, have, have all the glitz and the glamour, you know, the suits and everything. Um, oh, we got the suits. We, 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 got, yeah, we got the suits. <laughs> I remember the suits. They were quite nice, yeah, but there, there was a little yeah, bit okay. of a story behind them as well, wasn't there? <laughs> they were very smart, Nick. Very, very smart, mate. I know they we, were. We, we look, to, to be fair, you know, look, the, the club didn't have a lot of cash then, and, and, and to be fair to Sam Hitch and, and, you know, and, and, and the board, they, they tried the best, and we had a night at the Wembley Hilton afterwards. They, they looked after us. We got well, well rewarded as well for winning it. So I've got nothing but good, good memories about that time. Good mm, stuff. Steve Belshaw, thanks for your service, Ian Clarkson. Keep right on. Thank um, you. you. know, a legend. You're a legend, mate. I'm not sure about that, mate. But I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. It was good fun. Yeah, can I test your you know, memory again? Can I, can I test your memory again, mate? Go on, Paul. What was the best goal? that was scored at St Andrews while you were on the pitch for us that you can remember? Oh, for us? Whoa, yeah. blimey. Um, now you're talking. God. Uh, probably seen a few. Uh, God. Oh, really? I'm going to just, I'm gonna have to have a think about that one, to be honest. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I can remember that aforementioned Swindon game. Andy Savile is an absolute rocket in that game, I, I remember. Um, he, was, he was good when he Andy Savile. I liked him. Yeah, yeah we, it was it wasn't bad at all. Um, yeah. I'm gonna. Do you know what? You, you have tested there, Paul. I'll, I'll have a little think about that one, mate. And, and okay, yeah. all right. We'll come back to it. Ray Hobro says suits, shell suits, weren't they? Not <laughs> some great shell suits. Great match winner shell suits. Shell suits, yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. Well, they travel to Liverpool, not us. <laughs> Are they sponsored by West Midlands Travel? Yeah. That's the one, yeah, yeah. Look, you know, it was 1990, 1991. It was the high, you know, we were just sort of coming out of that that house rave scene. Everyone had a shell suit and curtains and all that kind of stuff. So we were we were quite happy in shell suits back in the day. I must admit, I did have one. Oh, yeah, I can imagine that. Yeah, it was yeah. white and black and gold. Oh God, blimey! Oh no, I, I, listen, to me, you know, I had to, I had to, you know. All about image back then, wasn't it, Chris? You know what I mean? Oh god, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you still haven't got one. <laughs> did you have um, did you have Bermuda shorts as well? Oh uh, dear. <laughs> uh, Daniel Ricketts wants to know if we think there's any truth in Cranchar as the new manager. And um somebody has replied to Daniel, betting has been suspended on Sky Sports and Bet Victor just before I joined the chat. Yeah, I'm 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 I'm, I'm hearing I'm hearing there's quite strong connections now, so it's looking Hopefully, going to be likely. I mean, yeah. I, I, th I mean, obviously, he didn't do that well at Forest, but he did a good job at Middlesbrough, didn't he? Mm. So I don't know. He's certainly a you know somebody who's got a, a promotion on his CV, which is good. Um, he's, not, he's not the most exciting, is he? But having said that, I won't be averse to him coming. To be honest, I would prefer Ian Holloway personally. I'd love him to. He's 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 a twenty twenty version of Barry Fry Ian Holloway to me. I don't know what the fascination is with Holloway. He's got. I like his. I just like just like his comedy. I like his aura. He's got an aura. He's got a persona. Yeah, he's the kind of he's the kind of bloke you'd want to play for, isn't he? You know, he's very. Oh God, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I I can see what you like about him, Nick. I really can. Whenever I always enjoy watching his interviews. Um, yeah, he's great when he's on um, um, the FL show as well, isn't he? 
Mm. I'd like to just thank um, Question the EFL show for putting us on last yet again on. Uh... <laughs> no, no, yeah. 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 I can't say I can't to that though. I can't say I blame them at the moment. No, no, no. I didn't. <laughs> no. I didn't yeah, well, watch it anyway. Paul, Paul, I almost went to the bookies for the first time in my life and put a bet on that we'd be last. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, so, so on that on that subject, every week we ask people to um, uh, message the show either via video or or voice. Uh, or, or, or a proper message. And so we've got one here from Paul Ashwood. It's quite a long one, so bear with me. Uh, first time sending a message to you, I just wanted to vent my frustrations out with regards to the players and the board. I've supported Blues all my life, and I've never known the players lack so much desire. Guts <coughs> feels, <coughs> especially Sorry. since the restart, that none of the players could care less, with the exception of Camp Bellingham and Djokovic. I've always associated Blues with the last-ditch tackles, a.k.a. Granger, etc., <coughs> We had such a great team ethic through the early night, through the late nineties. I'll just turn myself up a bit there. Uh, it just feels since the Carling Cup win that it's gone downhill. I really hope we stay up. Phil, we're relying on Leeds to win or draw against Charlton. Great show, and I look forward to listening and watching every Monday. Keep rides <coughs> on. It's a shame that we are relying on other teams. Paul, yeah, sorry about that. A bit of a coughing fit going on. Yeah, um, well, good words there. What do you think? I think ultimately, Chris, if we win on Wednesday, and I, I know I know it sounds unrealistic at the moment, but you know, it's, it, bad runs have to end the same as good runs do. So, you know, if they all roll their sleeves up and actually sort themselves out, because a lot of these players that aren't doing it at the moment, we have seen them do good yeah. things previously under under leadership, and that's the problem. There's no leadership yeah. at the well, moment. Yeah, great comment there, right? And I appreciate what you're saying. Bad runs do have to come to an end. Yeah. It's gone on for ten years. <laughs> on the whole, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Come on. Yeah. In reality, ten long years hours have gone on for. Mm. Yeah. Needs, what, what, you got to, what, what you need to do, Nick, is, is, is take the long-term view. So I think we've got a 200-year master plan to conquer Europe. It started <laughs> started in 1875. So <laughs> I'll look back in 2075 when we're sort of, you know, Champions League winners. And I'll say, ah, I, I remember that period, the fallow years. <laughs> yeah. Ian, I'll tell you a true story, right? It must have been six years ago. Chris Brown will back me up on this, right? Okay. okay. And I said, it was six years ago, because I remember it. I said, in six years' time, Birmingham City, and this was 2014, in six years' time, Birmingham City will win the Premier League. I've got 2020 vision. <laughs> Very good. Oh, oh dear. Do you remember that one, Chris? Hang on. No, it's not that one. That's my new gizmo. Okay, let's be serious now, ladies and gents, girls and boys. Um, it's quarter past eight in the evening. The sun's shining in the sky. It's nice and blue. Uh, there isn't a cloud in sight, one thing and another. Let's have your predictions for Wednesday night. Chris, start with you. Oh, crikey. Hmm. I'm sorry. I think we're going to lose 1 0. Mm. How many? 1 0. 1 0. This Mark. is going to be the most depressing bit. I, I think we'll draw 1 1. 1 each. One. Yeah. Paul. I was going to say the same as Mark. 1 each, yeah. 1 1. Yeah. Ian. 0 0. I think we're going to lose 2 0. Mm. I'd take 0 0. Oh, I don't think yeah, we're going I'm... down. My gut feeling is we're not going down, though. I, no, I'm, I'm with Paul. Yeah, I don't think. I don't think we're going down. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, yeah. 
Yeah, Craig's gone Craig uh, one nil. One nil. Jude to score. That's a goodbye present. Ian Holloway, <laughs> one of the managers. Oh golly, these are coming quickly, quickly. Oh, yeah. Ian Holloway is one of the best. Uh, Holloway is one of the best managers who get blues. He knows what we're all about. The type and of nothing. Uh, sorry, I'm, I'm sorry. It's just I'm, I scroll up and then forty comments come in. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. What do you say to galvanise the club? I know. Uh, yeah, he would galvanise the club. Okay, let's have a look at some of these scores. Then uh, Craig Courtney is going one nil. Jude Daniel Ricketts is going one one. Siobhan two nil. Graham Brown lose two nil. Blues two one. Bellingham on the score sheet from Linda. Uh, she put six nil. What? Sorry, she didn't put six nil. Yeah, Linda, what's up with your six nil? Has she lost faith? She must have. <laughs> well, she's lost the memory. You know, as you get older. <laughs> Ian Clayton says we're going to lose 3 0. Crikey. Richard Whitehouse 2 1 to Blues. Stephen Rice 0 0. Sam Mullet 2 2. And Ray 3 3. Oh, that would be a thriller from Manila, wouldn't it? Mm. Jason 0 mm. 0. Preston, uh, sorry. Preston 3 0. I don't get that one, Jerry, to be honest with you. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Jason Drennan has gone 2 1. Mm. Lots and lots and lots of coming in. Daniel mm. Jordan, Neil Jude, Bellingham. That would be an absolute great goodbye present. Imagine. Yeah. If imagine the rest that. Over, how the hell do you think we can contain Rooney? He will murder us on his own from John. Mm. I don't think, I don't know. It's not the same Rooney, is it? Yeah. <laughs> Dave twice is it six nil. We would have seen everything this year. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that be he funny? Wouldn't, wouldn't be doing his show in the book. <laughs> Last oh. game of the season, win 6 0, and I have to do it nude. Mrs. Brown, can you confirm how long we're now going to go on for after the season's finished? Sorry? Oh, uh, I, I don't, I can't, no. Because, no, when the season finishes, we'll we'll stop for a bit, I think, because it's been a long, we've done F show all the way through, Every, all the way have, through lockdown. Yeah. We haven't had a, we haven't had a, we haven't had a week off, have we? A show off, no? No, we've got, we've got, we've, it's, it's, it's been a blessing, not only for the people out there as well, but for the likes of us as well. You know, to yeah, meet yeah. up together on Monday night to have a chat and, uh, you know, get absolute stars in from, from the past. It's been an absolute blast this summer, as I'll be honest with you, as far as, as, far as the show's concerned. And uh, the important news tonight, ladies and gents, is that Boyle Sports are continuing to sponsor us yeah. again next year. Thank you very much indeed. Isn't that wonderful? Mm. Huh? Stuff. Amazing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Amusement City's principal sponsor uh, sponsors a Tilton Talk Show. Yeah, Take that in. Like that. Take it in. Can we come on? Come on. Sorry, Nick, can we come on to Ian's 1 to 11? Yes, yes, go for it. Yeah, please. Looking forward to this. Come on, Ian. Oh, okay. Right, yeah, I mean, I, I was asked about this. So uh, you, you've got to bear in mind, you know, it wasn't the glory years, so you're not going to have Francis Hatton Burns in there and people like that. But it was uh, people I sort of played with. My, my goalkeeper is going to be, I think, it's a toss up between Martin Thomas and Alan Miller. Um, yeah. In terms of. I mean, Alan was only there for three months, but he was clearly a very good goalie. Uh, yeah. But I played with Tomo probably more, you know, ex-Welsh international as well. I'm probably just going to lean towards Tomo just because I, I played with him a lot, a lot longer. Uh, but, you know, Alan Miller would have run him very close, really. Mm. Did we get him on loan off Arsenal, was he? Is that right? Yeah, we did. Yeah, we had him for th sort of three months. Tomo got injured, didn't he, in the start of that promotion season. Um, and then we had, we had uh, him, we had Alan Miller, we had Kevin Dearden at the end, who oh, also did very well. And we had A another who escapes me. Uh, cheese, was it Cheese Right? John Cheese Right? Yes, John Cheese Right. Good shout, Mark. Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. yeah. So, Les Seeley you know, as well? Was Les Seeley there as well? He came the year after. after oh, yeah, two, I think that's two years year. after Les Seeley was there. I think it was, you know, he was there the year after, definitely. Okay. Yeah. He came the same time as Speedy, I think, Dave Speedy. So, 
Um, yeah. So, right back, I'm going to pick Ray Ransom. Um, good player, Ray. Uh, played in with him a few times in the first team, and I saw around the building with him a lot. But I think, in terms of quality as a fullback, I'm going to I'm going to put Ray Ransom in there. Uh, Center half, Big Vince, Big Vince Overson. Yeah, um, yeah. Certainly for me, you know, a, a sort of a, a good leader. Uh, knew what his limits were, but was was terrific. A great competitor. Um, would would win lots of things aerially, but and a, and a real sort of a, a real leader of men. You know, I, I, I had lots of time for Vince. He, he really helped me when I when I was a young lad as well. So, uh, and a, a very good player. Now my other centre half. This is this is the tricky one. I couldn't. I wasn't really sure on this one. Um, I got a few options really, and sort of narrowed it down here to sort of between sort of Matheson and Marden really. Um, and for me, I'm probably going to give it Trev. Uh, just on the yep. basis of the, the year we went up, he came in right at the death and played six games on the spin, and we and we won all of them. Um, and, and you know, he, he he won't go down in the annals as one of Birmingham's best ever centre halves. But the time I was there, you know, I think he was. He, he scored quite a few goals for us, important goals, uh, and he never gave anything less than 100%. So, you know, if I was picking an all-time 11 of all my clubs, he wouldn't have got in it. But as I'm yeah. doing Birmingham, I'm probably in it. But I stand to be corrected by anybody else on that one if they want to stick in Marden or, you know, clearly Ian Atkins was coming towards the end of his career at Blues, but he was also a good player in the past. Mm, yeah. Left back for me has got to be John Frame. Uh, yeah. 300 games for the club. You don't play 300 games plus for a club if you're not a good player. He's a, uh, you no. know, I knew him when he was uh, playing for Hall Green St. Michael's in the Central Warwickshire League. Yeah, he's a good, solid lad. Played with him at Northampton as well. And his quality on the ball was underrated. Um, great taker of penalties uh, and just an all round good, solid citizen who you knew would be, you know, as I said, a, a, a sort of a, a modern day Malcolm Page, if you like. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, as much recognition as you, as you should, really, doesn't he, Frank? I don't think so. He, uh, you know, he, you know, he, applied, he applied in the top flight as well, didn't he? And uh, yeah. when, when John Bond was there. So he played in three divisions for the Blues. And he was, a, 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 a for me, I think he had, he had really good quality. He could play midfield as well as left back. Um, so, yeah, I, he, he, he'd been the, in my back four. Mm-hmm. Uh, midfield, I'm going to put Rogerson on the right-hand side. Um, yeah, good player. Me, good yeah. quality player. Really, you know, got to move to Sunderland. Really enjoyed playing with him personally. You know, we sort of dovetailed nicely. But his quality on the ball was terrific. That year we got up, he scored a stack of goals for us from wide right. Um, and, he, you know, I used to do all his dirty work for him and he used to have all the quality. Uh, just a good, mm-hmm. good, good player, you know, and, yeah. and, and a really good lad. And I think he was, again, somebody, you know, when he, when he stopped playing for us, we missed him. Mm. I, was gutted, I was gutted when he missed out on Wembley. Yeah, me too. It was a shame for him because he, he did ever so well. Yeah. yeah, conversely, I was pleased for Yates. He was a great kid as well. But it, it was, yeah. I was sorry for Dodge because he he had a yeah, of course yeah, and he he was sick that he missed out on that. And you know he'd had a really yeah. good season. And he, he was a good player. Yeah. Um, particularly in that semi final against Brentford, he had an absolute stormer at home. Um, yeah. Scored, yeah. didn't he? Scored, didn't he? Did, yeah. He yeah, scored. I think it was him and Gailey. I think I can't quite remember. It was certainly him. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah he, you know he's a yeah. good player, Dodge. Um, Central midfield for me is going to be Gleghorn. I'm not going to play him wide left. I'm going to play him in the middle because when he went to Stoke, he was even better in the middle. Um, just to, for me, I think in my seven years at Blues, he was probably consistently the best player I played with, Nigel. Mm-hmm. Good quality. Excellent player. Yeah. Scored lots of goals. Never panicked. Um, 
you know, very much, he's very much his own man as well. Wouldn't always follow the crowd, but he always made really good decisions, Nigel. Uh, and you know, when he, when you're playing as a fullback, crossing into the box for him, you just couldn't miss that head. He was brilliant. He's just gonna always at the far post. <laughs> Never the far post, but, but you know, um, in terms of his quality, you know, very much he was his own man as well. Wouldn't always follow the crowd, but he, 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 he made that ball move quickly. And, uh, and uh, you know, yeah, so for me, really good quality. Mm-hmm. Um, now, the other central midfield is a tough one, really, because I, I, I was leaning towards sticking Tate in as well. So because I know Paul's the same age as me, you know, we've grown up together. We were then sort of two who kind of made it through, um, and he's got really good quality, Tatey. Um, yeah, and also, and it's going to sound bizarre, but for about half a season, David Rennie had as big an impact as anybody have seen at the club when he came and, and we got promotion. Um, he'd come, I think he'd come from Leeds and he had an absolute, I can't describe how good his influence was in terms of off the pitch, on the pitch, but he probably didn't do it for long enough. So I'm going to probably stick Tatey in alongside Nigel. Um, again, great quality on the ball, Tatey. Um, yeah. I, think he was probably better, I think he was probably better up front in all fairness, but he played most of his games in midfield. And, and he, but he made some good runs, uh, good quality on the ball, uh, and always worked hard. Which leaves wide left, uh, and it's a toss-up between Louis Donova or Graham Potter. I'm going to give it to Donova, who I think on his day... I, I know he a blue, hot and cold, Louis, but I remember playing against Crystal Palace where he absolutely murdered them when we were a, his, we were a league his one. His speed was off the scale, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, he, you know, and he, he didn't always get it right, Louis, but, but when he did, he was, he was almost unplayable. Um, yeah, he was brilliant. You know, so so for me, I'm not alone. You know, I wouldn't have wanted to play against him every week. No. So no. for me, I think Louis quality. He scored some good goals and he had some great pace. He could play, you know, d- down the middle as well. So that that's the sort of my midfield for me, back for me, me, me front two. Uh, Simon Sturridge definitely brilliant. for me. Uh, I think he, if he hadn't got injured, he'd have gone and played in the Premier League. I think he's got great quality, Simon. Mm. Uh, you know, as a fullback, he was a dream to play with. He made so many angles for you. Great touch, good finisher, great feet, everything that you want in a striker. Worked his socks off, uh, you yeah. know, good local kid. So, uh, and I'm going to put Steve Whitten alongside him. All uh, oh, right, okay. Played with him. I think Whit was a class player. Um, you know, he touched and some of the goals I saw him score when I was a 16 year old kid at the club and beyond that. Some of the things he could do, I've not seen players been able to do. He really was that good. Um, yeah. You know, he's. he's He's a great lad. Where he speaks to him, he say, he'll probably say, you know, I, I enjoyed my life a lot as well. Um, but but he's a great, great player. And some of the skills and the goals he scored, again, you know, you could hit him with any ball. He'd kill it stone dead. And he had a great first touch. Uh, he could score some unbelievable goals. So for me, I'm going to stick Wit in there as well. Yeah, the best yeah. <laughs> and who's the captain? Um, in that lot? Uh, oh, that's a good question. You'd probably give it to Vince, I think. Vince mm. Anderson, yeah. Definitely. A little bit of reaction coming to that then, Paul. Uh, uh, Carl BZ said, Alan, the best goalie I've ever seen at Blues. And Penny Wood, I don't know where the association's come from. Alan, Minnie, Alan, uh, Alan Miller, you, Miller used to call me Jubblies. You used to call him what? He, yeah, Penny Wood says, Alan Miller used to call her Jubblies. I wonder why. <laughs> 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 uh, Steve Jobs just posted a, a, a link where Sheffield, uh, Wednesday and Wigan... It's a story written by the Daily Mail, so we know that it's going to be true. Uh, whereas Wigan and Sheffield Wednesday <coughs> will avoid any points deduction this season. Mm. Interesting. Okay. Uh, Siobhan says, Ian, did you have any run-ins with any other players, managers, or and whether whether it was at Blues or any other team? And if so, do you still dislike them now? Uh, no, not really. No. Um, you know, what I said, probably 
you know, during the course of your career, you do fall out with people because it's that kind of industry. You're it's quite heated. It's quite a passionate sort of job. Um, but generally, you know, I, I would have said at Stoke, you know, I'm not sure I was Joe Jordan's cup of tea. I'm not sure he was mine particularly. But, you know, if I saw him now, I, I wouldn't be doing him any will. I would hope he wouldn't me either. Um, but, you know, I mean, most, you know, you, you learn things off everybody, really. And mm. I've got to be honest, no, I, no there's, there's nobody I, 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 I dislike from inside him. Clearly, you, you gravitate towards certain people, but there's nobody I dislike intensely from a time in football. Mm. And who was the funniest? Who was the, who was the funniest person in the dressing room at uh, at the Blues? Cool. There was a variety. Um, I think it was just you know there, there, there was quite a lot of, of uh, young lads in at the time, so we always had, we always had a, a good giggle. Um, yeah. I think it was sort of you know, Fox Tate, people like that when I was younger, and um, then you yeah. got people coming in. You know, uh, Robottom was always quite funny when he came in and signed. Um, yeah. He was trigger because he obviously wasn't, he, uh, wasn't immense, but he was a good lad. He was funny. Uh, yeah. There was all kinds of. There was I said he was actually probably one of the funniest people. And this is going to lad called Paul Fitzpatrick, who was only there for how long? What about half a season? I don't remember. Uh, he was absolutely hilarious. So he was one of the funniest people I met. James Quinn was a funny lad. He obviously went on to play for West Brom, Northern Ireland, that sort of lot. Um, yeah. You know there was there was. There were lots and lots of funny stories. Sometimes people who weren't necessarily amusing had the funny were, were the funniest without without actually knowing it. If that makes any sense. Yeah, um, yeah, got you. <laughs> um, you know, throughout the course of the time, yeah, m- most days you would go in and 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 you would have a laugh. It's just like going to school and getting paid for something you you, you really like really doing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Am I correct in saying that you first? Full game for Blues was against them up the road. Yeah, we lost two 0 It was eighty eight, wasn't it? Yeah. So no, you know that was. Well, I researched it earlier, and I weren't going to mention that. But <laughs> well, no, it's fair enough. Look, you know, it was a. Uh, but yeah, I mean, for me, that that was it. You know, I was I, I was I was delighted because I mean, yeah. I I didn't I've been in the squad a couple of times. I played a couple of friendlies pre-season, and then all of a sudden I looked on the team sheet and remember Vince giving me a slap on the back and saying, hey, "Off we go, then, kid." And uh, there we were, and I thought, "Bloody hell!" So the I, rest I, I had no ink. The rest is not, not, not to about half six, so <laughs> can't be bad. Okay, um, I did speak a little bit earlier about this uh, very serious complaint that Tilton Talk Show had in the week, yeah. And um, official, I must have been, I, I, I was guilty as charged, and uh, I was eating a pizza last week, yes. Mm-hmm. It was unprofessional of me, I remember that, I know that, right? <laughs> but, Paul, but what you don't realize the circumstances is that. We only had a very limited amount of time to get all the pubs ready for COVID nineteen opening and one thing or another. Da, 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 da. And and I had been absolutely pulled out. Right, it's not an excuse, and I won't do it again. <laughs> Bring me that pizza. I won't do it again. <laughs> yeah, the doorbell's just gone. Nobody, yeah. nobody noticed me eating an ice cream <laughs> earlier, did they? Dominoes have arrived. <laughs> Listen, I'm sorry for eating pizza on the show. It was wrong of me, but it was going cold, and I can't stand cold pizza. <laughs> yeah. You're forgiven. Uh. Don't Ian, who was, your, Ian who, was your, um, who was your football idol growing up, mate? Probably would have been Colin and Frank Worthings, I would think. You know, obviously, yeah, watch the Blues all the time. And they, they, for me, were the two players who, when I was about, you know, 11 and 12, probably caught my eye. And that was a good, good impression of my age. So, I always liked defenders. So, Colin Sardin, because he was top class and everyone liked watching Frank play. So, uh, yeah, probably those two, I think, really, in, yeah. initially. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Questions coming in. Craig just says, Craig Courtney, Ian, do you still go to St Andrews and how does it feel sitting watching the boys? Yes, Graham, I'm, I'm looking at me and Dev still 
do that ambassador role. So I get about half the home games. It's great. I'm like everybody else, though. You know, I share all that sort of. I want to see them win every game. Um, yeah. And you know, and, and as, as, a, as a Blues fan, it's it's always nice to watch the Blues play. And, and you know, and when you win, it's a great feeling. Yeah. So you're a, you're a Birmingham City supporter by birth, then, yeah? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, I started. I got my first. I started going 78, 79 as my first season ticket, and then forevermore, really. You are one lucky individual. Yeah, to, I know. to be an absolute supporter, and I know what it's like to be a supporter. So does Mark, and so does Paul, and so does Chris, and so does everybody else out there. But to pull that shirt on and to walk down that tunnel, oh yeah. my God! Huh? It's lucky. Yeah, you you know you have to you have to make a few sacrifices on the way and have a modicum of talent somewhere in there, and he and he kind of you know <laughs> and it comes to fruition. Yeah. So. And it was, you know, I mean, I, I was training, at, I, I was training with the Villa as well, till about 14, but I was never going to sign the Blues. Oh, 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 yeah. Said the word. He said the word. Oh, well. Okay. I, I apologise. <laughs> well, 10 years, and we've only ever had that word said twice, and you've done it tonight. <laughs> no, don't be. You're all right. Um, I was going okay. to say, can I ask, sorry, can I just say, um, Ian, Ian, who do you, who do you room with before the night before Wembley? Who was your roommate? Oh, that's a great question. I really don't know. Uh, no, actually, <laughs> I'll tell you what, no, I, I can tell you, because we were in student digs, so we had a room on our own, but it wasn't, you know, it wasn't, it was a room with no telly, it was a room with, yeah. you know, it was a proper student dig. It was so a room. We, <laughs> it's it's a, room yeah. a room with a bed with like a common room in the middle. So actually, I roomed on my own, which, in, in all fairness, was quite nice because there were some big snorers in that squad. <laughs> <laughs> Have you thought any more about the goal on the pitch when you was on the pitch for the Blues at St Andrews? Which, which one? You know the question I asked you earlier about your memory? Asking oh, you, oh, yeah, you sorry. Just... Yes, a good question. Right, let, let, let me come back to that one. I think... Oh, I've got memories somewhere. There's a... There's a... I've got some kind of something in my head about a volley, but I can't uh, tell you what. I, don't talk to you for two minutes. I'll have a think. And I'll come back to you. <laughs> okay. okay. Lots of uh, lots of complaints coming in about, about your bad language, Ian. You mentioned the V word. Not oh, bad. Apologies, apologies, Paul. Yeah. Too Nick, suitably reprimanded. Nick, uh, nobody noticed me earlier eating an ice cream, so I should I should be clear. I shall replay the show later, Chris. And if that's the case, you're going to be put in the tilt and talk jail for four days. I had no choice. The wife <laughs> passed it to me and it was going to, it was either eat it or going to melt. I did so. see her making it outside. And I did see yeah. her pass it to you. <laughs> you know what? So he's what? my mate. I ain't going to say nothing. <laughs> While he's <laughs> thinking, right? I've had a thought. Go on in. Go on. Season 92-93, we stopped up by the skin of our teeth again, one of those, a bit similar to this year. And yeah. we played Luton at home. And John Gale, bizarrely, scored another goal. One of those goals was against Luton, and he bent it in for about 25, 30 yards. Oh, I, yeah. I think that might be, I'm just thinking about that might be it. I can't have yeah. anything better that one. For me. He wasn't, yeah. so he wasn't, he wasn't long back from injury, was he? No, every goal is a good goal. Yeah. I remember that. I think yeah. that's the one. Yeah. Yeah, and it was you who put the ball in the box, wasn't it, for his overhead kick at Wembley? Yeah, no, he's, yeah, look, I mean, with Gailey, if you get it anywhere in and around the vicinity, you know, he's, he's going to either win it or put somebody off or, or challenge. So, 
Yeah, he's, he's just a, a unit, isn't he? He's a really big, big old lad, John. I'd give him both my arms and legs, Ian, to be that person who put that ball in the box for Johnny to put that over his head. I, I would, honestly, I mean that. Wow, 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 wow. What a goal. I'm, what I'm, a I'm moment. Right, Ian, I, I am right about that. I know you did dink it into the penalty box, didn't you? And then I it was like... Vin's headed it. Vin's yeah. flicked it on. Yeah. And then Gailey did the overhead kick. So, yeah, yeah. and as I said, yeah, it was a... It was a look, I mean, you know, we are used to... Work on we used to work on things like that, and actually, you know, it, it, it paid off. Clearly, we, had, we didn't work on Gary doing overhead scissors every day, but we worked on a, <laughs> putting balls in certain areas. I mean, they're, they're just one offs, aren't they? You know what? If you hit it and it's sweet and it goes in the net, it could have gone absolutely anywhere, it could have, but you know what? Still looking at it now, and I've watched it so 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 many times. Wow, what a goal! He was having a good yeah. day. He was having a great day, yeah. He, he terrorised their set And he picked hearts. the three points up. <laughs> exactly. It was a double whammy. We got the cup and three points. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Don, Donnie uh, Blue. Chris on... Rutter's asking, uh, Ian, if you could go into the dressing room uh, dressing room for the game on Wednesday and tell the players how much this means to us fans to stay in this league. Keep right on. They should know. Oh, look, yeah, yeah I, I have to say, though, you know, I, I, mean, I know it doesn't always look like it, but... I can't think of many examples where a player hasn't tried. I've got to be honest. I know it's frustrating, and I know things happen. But I, you know, I, I can honestly say I played 16 years or 17, and I can't think of many uh, things on one hand where I thought you've not really tried today. Players have bad games; they get short of confidence, and when you're short of confidence, you hide. You hide a little bit sometimes for that ball, or if someone runs past you and 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 you're short of confidence, you just I don't know. Uh, I can't quite put my finger on it, but I'm pretty sure that they I, I don't know this because I, I don't know any of them, but I'm pretty sure that you know, lads like Gary Gardner's hurting. He'll be hurting. He's, he's a Blues fan. Oh, definitely. And I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that lots of them, you know, in your professional pride, you you won't want to lose every week. No. So, I know. You know okay. okay. I think it's just frustration from us fans. You know what I mean? Because no, I, I understand. It's that. Look, I understand here again. I understand. Yeah, I know. It's the fifth or sixth time in as many years, and. And it's difficult, but you know, ultimately, you know, we've still got the same crooks of players who keep finishing in and around there. So it's probably going to keep on happening, isn't it? I guess, mm-hmm. you know, and that's the thing. That's just that's just the way it goes sometimes. So, you know, I'm really, I'm really optimistic that, you know, we can uh, better times lie ahead. I always say that. So, well, we've got, we've literally got two days to go. Right, Siobhan Kenny says um, every time the V word is used, we should have a swear box. And all proceeds should go to a good cause. I agree with yeah. you. Can we do that next season, Chris Brown, please? Yes. Everybody yes. and anybody who, wears, who uses the V word, how much do you reckon? Come on, let's have a... It's going to be 50 per pound. It's going to be a pound. Yeah, it can go to the studio. If you use the V word, you're charged one pound. Yeah, can we set up a GoFundMe yeah. thing next year? Because if anybody uses the B word on, on the shout box as well, they're also fined. I tell it's you what, you can go, it can go oh, towards yeah, the studio yeah. refurb. How did it feel watching that goal go in at Wembley? Oh, we, we, which one? All three of them, or no, the overhead one? I'm, I'm sure. Oh yeah, well, look, he was elated because we were, you know, at that time we were sort of hanging on a bit. You know, we we got back to two two, but they, they were probably favourites to get the third. So that just gave you a massive, massive lift. It just it, it just felt like we we were we, we were going to win. You know, in that season, Tramway had finished higher than us. So, you know, they were probably had a better... So they got promoted the, the week after. 
So, you know, they, they, they were a decent team. Oh, they were a decent team. Yeah, they were, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nick, can I just get this one in quickly? Because it's, 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 on, it's on YouTube uh, and it's from Donny Blue. He says, uh, does Ian think the Blues fans, even back then, made a massive, massive difference to the Blues, past and present? Yes. I think fans do make a difference. You know, and I'm a Blues fan, so you do. But, you know, other clubs as well, you play who've got passionate fans. It makes a difference because if you're at home, you know, conversely, you can feel the pressure a bit as well. But actually, it it, it keeps you going. And, it, and it, uh, yeah, I do. I think fans make a big difference. And, mm. and particularly if it's going well, or you're having a good time and they can really sort of drive you on. So, yes, I do think they make a difference. And I'm what delighted. for me then, Ian? How did Come it on. feel when you walked out that tunnel at Wembley and you looked left and then you looked right? And you looked right and you saw the Tramier supporters and half of it was empty. And you looked left and we had filled the rest of that stadium <laughs> to the max. Oh, yeah, it's brilliant, isn't it? It's fun. I mean, it's terrific. And, yeah, you know, I mean, I, I know there's still, you know, if our stadium was bigger and, and we were doing better, then we, we, we'd we fill it. We would, yeah. So, yeah, there's lots and lots of latent potential out there. And and that, that for me, that, that was just a break. Because, as you said, it had been 35 years since we got there. There were loads and loads of lads I knew going, loads of people I knew from who were grown up with and knew in the area. And they were all just, you know, just, it was just a great weekend. And I remember, you know, I was looking at, I look, you look at some of the pictures in the crowd and, and you know some of the people in the crowd and it's just, People are just delighted, genuinely happy that we finally won something. Yeah. What um what mementos have you got from that day? And you've still got your medal, your shirt, you know, scrapbook. No, I don't. I haven't got a fat lot. I mean, to be honest, I'm not going to show my medal. I had a divorce a few years back, and I, I haven't got a fat lot left. <laughs> so, no. um, uh, I've, I've not got no. I've not got my shirt. I've not got my medal. But what I have got is lots of good memories. You know, I, I think I think my dad's still got the VHS video somewhere. Um, I've got. So look, you know, I, I, ultimately, I watched it. As I said, we, during lockdown, it was it was on on YouTube, wasn't it, on Blues TV? Yeah, uh, yeah. Probably the first time I watched it. For, first time I've watched it for, for quite a few years, and it, I'd forgotten. You know what? What a good. I've seen the goals before. What a good game it was. What an exciting yeah. game it was. Yeah. Um, and actually, so for me, you know, I've got those memories in my head, and that is ultimately the, the uh, most important part of it, really. Not yeah. only you though, Ian. We've got those memories in our heads too. And do you know something yeah. for me? I can remember, just because I was six, the 1966 World Cup final. And to me, that game at Wembley on that day was a better feeling, a far better feeling. I was six, I didn't understand, you know. But then when it's in your heart, when it's tattooed on your arm, when you've got the mug and you've got the shirt and you've got what it takes to be a proper, real blue nose, you will never, ever, ever forget days like that. Yeah. Yes. Right, I'm all, I'm Eugene, do you know what? I'm pretty sure. Am well, uh, I uh, allowed to say Wolves on here? Is that swearing as well? Oh, yeah, no. filthy, horrible club. <laughs> okay, well, that that, that, that that club from over in the Black Country. I'm I'm pretty sure that their 88 Sherpa van won against Burnley. I know lots of their fans who still talk about that, yeah, they even do. though they're, they're doing well now. They're in Europe, you know. That <laughs> that for them, they'd been right down to the bottom. You know, and, and, and that for them was a real sort of turning point. So, uh, well, every time I see Keith down, and he always talks about it anyway. But I know that they, uh, but you know, they, they, their fans still hold that. So for me, it's a, it's a, it was a, it was it was a great day for us, mm. not for, not for them. Yeah. Do you keep but in touch was, with was, any of them, was... um, Ian? Do you keep in touch with any of them from that from that era? Yeah, I mean, I, I still speak to John Frayne, Dean Peary, and Rogerston a fair bit. Uh, I still see, speak to Paul Tate. You know, I, I speak to him. You know, you'll, you'll have your 
you sort of Zoom calls occasionally or a, a text or a Facebook or a whatever you're on social media. So, um, yeah, predominantly them. And I see, you still see people round about. Um, but like, like anything, you know, life moves on. Um, yeah. it's, it's, it's great to see them when you do, but, you know, everyone's got busy lives, so we, we don't meet up as much as we probably should do. Mm. Mm. And who was the best manager you ever played for, Ian, in your career? Oh, you know, that's a, that's a good one. I mean, they're, they're, <clears throat> I don't, they all had something to offer, to be honest, Paul. That's not, not me copping out, you know. No. Get, yeah. get, Gary, Gary Pembroke gave him a debut. He was great. You know, Dave McKay had some really good ideas. Uh, Lou McCarty was fantastic for me. You know, I really enjoyed with him and at Stoke. Uh, Joe Jordan, again, you know, didn't really start off with Joe, but actually, you know, he had some ideas that were probably ahead of his time. Um uh, Ackers at Northampton. Terry, I miss Terry. I know Terry Cooper. I miss Terry. Terry was great. Yeah, you know, as a fullback, he, he, he was superb. Terry, you know, she taught me a lot about 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 the role of a fullback. Um, yeah. I need to mention. I need to mention my youth team coach as well, Fred, because he was top top class. You know, I had, I had two years in the Blues, and that taught me a hell of a lot. And I, you know, he had an important part in my development, really. So even big big Yannick Kidderminster when I was just finishing off, you know, it was just so some really good characters. Uh, Ian Atkins was was great. Him, him and Terry Cooper as a partnership were probably the best partnership that worked well together. Yeah, um, yeah, I think so. That, I, I don't think they're particularly great mates, but I don't think you have to be to be a good partnership. You know, Terry was very attack minded. Ian was very defensive minded, and they sort of worked together re really nicely. I have to yeah. say. Mm. I bet you're all. Were you all stunned when Lou actually went? Um, what was the feeling at the time? Did you and the other lads talk about it? it was lots of bombshell. Well, we, we were surprised. I mean, you know, we, we, I think we kind of all signed contracts not long before, so we were surprised. Um, but you know what? Yeah, you know, and as I say, football, the only thing that's constant to the fans, everything changes quite regularly. I mean, I, you know, I, I, I sort of worked that out quite quickly. I was a Blues fan, and you know, when I started training with the first team, I was like, oh, wow, I'm training with Andy Kennedy, Julian Dix, and then all of a sudden, you know, then we, we, within a couple of years, you work out quite quickly, people get moved on. Managers get moved on, coaches get moved on, and actually, you know, the, the one constant is is the fans. So, no, nothing ever surprises you in football. I have to say, no. no. And did, um, did you go, did, did you go to Wembley for the Carling Cup? Uh, do you know what? I didn't actually. know I, I did have a ticket, but I gave it to somebody in the United work commitments, which meant I wasn't. It was going to be tight to get there, so I watched it on the telly. But good grief, what what a fantastic game! <laughs> How good was that? So, uh, but yeah, it would have been better if I was there. But you know, I remember watching that, and what a what a magnificent memory that was. Yeah. Great. Uh, Peter Hannan's asking, uh, what were the circumstances of you leaving Blues to go to Stoke? Was Lou McCurry a big part of that? Uh, quite so. I mean, I, obviously Terry at the time wasn't playing me particularly. I'd spoke to him and said, you know, I want to be playing. Um, he tried to farm me off somewhere earlier in the season. I can't remember where it was, but it was something I didn't really want to go. Um, and then we played Stoke in an Anglo-Italian Cup game. We I certainly did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and I played and I spoke to Lou. And he said, what's happening? They said, well, I'm not playing. Um, this is obviously the days before agents. Um, next thing I know, he'd, he'd rang up Terry and said, can you come in for a chat? And I went for a chat and uh, and that was it, really. So, yeah, he was, he was fairly instrumental, didn't he? Me, um, first three games or so, we beat, we beat Middlesbrough, Forest and Man United. So it was a, an interesting first week at Stoke. But it was well, I had quite an affinity to Kari when he was the manager. And... Uh, <clears throat> And then I don't know what the circumstance. I can't remember the circumstances why he left. But like it was when he came back, it was like, well, it was it was an Alex McLeish moment. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was, wasn't he? he was. Um, I mean, no. To 
you know, as I said, for, for Lou, he did, a, you know, he was good for me at Blues and he was good for me at Stoke. You know, he speaks to other players and he, he might not have been everyone's cup of tea, but the, the, the one thing he did do is he, he got his money's worth out of here and, and he worked hard. Um, and he was he was very much a realist. So he, he wouldn't ask you to do things he didn't think you couldn't do. So, right. And, and I think as a player, that gave you confidence. Um, pro, yeah. And actually, at that time, and you know what it's like, you know, back in that day, you you know, you, you generally got paid more if you didn't play for your hometown club. Really? Mm. Yeah. yeah, generally, yeah, yeah. So you'd, you'd come through and you'd keep getting, yeah, look, it's fine. You're, you're not playing for cash, but if someone's going to give you a first-team place and offer you more money, then you're probably going to go, aren't you? Of course you are, yeah, yeah. We had the same conversation with, was it Paul, last week? Uh, um, not a week for a, two, three weeks ago, sorry, um, Robbie Savage. Yeah. Robbie Savage. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm guessing. I mean, I've played against Robbie a few times. I'm guessing he. I'm guessing the figures he's talking are slightly different to mine. But uh, yeah, yeah the, con- the concept is the same. <laughs> Ten grand a week extra. <laughs> and we a free had, um, <laughs> Ian, Ian, we had Darren Carter on the other week, and he said you was his yeah. favourite player when he was a kid. Yeah, yeah I remember. Do you know what? It was funny. I, I played for the uh, Blues Old Boys with her, Darren, about probably five or six years ago. He came out a game for us, and uh, and he, and he was just like he was talking to me. He went. I've got to tell you this. Um, first game I went to watch was when, when we beat Crew three 0 on the opening game. It was just like he was like he was talking to us. Do you know what I mean? It was, quite, it was really nice. It was like he'd been waiting to tell me that all night. It was oh, fantastic. Was sort of, was he, he's a, a fantastic lad, Darren. Yeah, got loads of time for him. He local, is, yeah. yeah, local lad who, who's played for the team he supported. So I, I, I can relate to that. And he's a. Was you, he, was you at that one? Was, was you at that one in Cardiff when he scored the penalty? It's not. Yeah, I was. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, that, that was a great day. So. Oh, yeah. This, Again, is a, this, you know, is a, this is a great question, Ian. Um, going back to your era, uh, did the owners of the club, Weldon, uh, Kumars, etc., have any effect on the players? He's just just thinking in relation to current owners and performances. I mean, what he said, he did have any influence. Well, you know, I mean, obviously, I spoke around when sort of Ken Weldon was here. They didn't used to pay us till late on a Friday, so we were always queuing up on a Friday. So, you know, I mean that. Ultimately, when you go and play, it probably doesn't have any effect. But I don't think things like that necessarily help the sort of conviviality. Although what can sometimes happen is the manager can distance himself from a chairman and he can get a bit of a sort of a, a them and us kind of spirit going. Yeah, but um, what he's trying to say is, was there any, like, did they influence any of the playing decisions and things like that? No, not, no. no. I mean, cer- certainly not with Ken Weldon. I think no. Sam, I, I actually really like Samesh. I think Samesh in his own head would have liked to have influenced the decisions. Yeah. But, but to be fair to who did he have? He had Terry Cooper, Dave McKay, Lou McCarty. They'd have given him short shrift, to be honest. So, yeah. you know, sometimes, sometimes they'd come in the changing room at the end of the game. But, you know, I took it as, you know, I like Sam Esch, he's the chairman, but I'm not going to listen to him if he tells anything about football because ultimately, <laughs> you know, he's, he's not the manager. So, you know, I'd be respectful and nod, but I'd be thinking, actually, okay, whatever. And then you just sort of move on, really. Um, mm. So, not. No, you know, and certainly I didn't see any of that in the other clubs at Stoke, Northampton, or Kidderminster. There was no no interference from chairman. But again, I stopped playing 18 years ago. Things have changed, you know. Yeah, very much so. Uh, Ray's, Ray's corrected me, actually. Um, when I was on about the Rugby Savage uh, wage rise, it was 10 grand a week. He said, yep, 10 grand a week, extra, but no bus pass. No bus pass. I'll tell you what, that, that was the clincher, I think. I reckon he, <laughs> if I would have offered him a bus pass, he might have stopped. I bet you went on the number 11 all the way around. There was one thing that I wasn't expecting out of tonight. It was a chuffing bus pass. It was not a bus pass, I believe. (laughs) Oh, 
that was a perk. That was a great perk. That's you know, brilliant. Uh, Gregory Beasley says, good evening from Porth Call. Good evening to you, bro, Gregory. And Neil Monahan wants to know who the next manager is. So do we. <laughs> Oh, I'd love to know, yeah. We don't know. I'll tell you what, I've, what has just been filtered uh, through to me. I've got to make that announcement. Uh, it's up in the air, isn't it? I've just had a message saying yeah. that uh, Wigan's points will be deducted at, at the end, end of Wednesday night. Yeah, you've seen that. Yeah. So, uh, are you, you, know what? That... you know what? Look, <coughs> I, I went to Wigan last season. Oh, mate, what an away day that was. That was just yeah. off the scale. It was brilliant. A fantastic club with great facilities. I'm thinking about... Uh, and, and they, what are the EFL doing on this fit and proper person? Nick, Nick, I've, I've not forgiven Wigan. Destroying the game. Mm -hmm. I've not forgiven Wigan for 91 92. That poxy Springfield Park when they beat Listen, us three. I was there oh, sliding yeah, down yeah. that mud. Right, I got oh, home, I got back it. I had a white Montego at the time, right? Oh, and I had a white oh, interior. Oh. Believe me, it was not white by the time I got home. And we were all doing the conga around the pitch. That's right. It, 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 it wasn't a great... Uh, wasn't a great. I also went there a couple of years earlier and it was just fog. We lost on a Friday night 1-0. I think yeah. Dave McKay was... And it, you couldn't see from one end to the other, so I've got no idea why it was on, but... Uh, Horrible yeah. ground, horrible ground. I can remember when you could walk all the way around the ground and there was like it's a little tiny cool. hut at the back... Uh, That's right, yeah. Yeah, horrible place. Horrible place. I've got no great memories of that place, I can tell you. So. No, Wigan Casino afterwards, that was a better place. Yeah, <laughs> a, bit, a, a bit of Northern Soul. That's it, place. you got it, you got it. <laughs> right, serious question for you, Ian. Serious yep. question. Right, Jason Hughes wants to know, does Ian think Dong has done... Oh God, Dong has done us wrong, or did Dong do right? <laughs> that sounds like a song, doesn't it? If he thinks that Dong done like wrong... He's done that on purpose, hasn't he? <laughs> Does Ian think Don has done us wrong or did Don do right? If he thinks Don done right, what did Don do right or wrong? There you go. <laughs> Come on, man. You, 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 you can say that tongue twister again, then, Nick. <laughs> Ian, I can tell you now, right, there is nothing better than a Birmingham City supporter's humour. Yes. The humour on the terraces is just off the scale. Yeah. <laughs> There's not another club that can match. It's like something will happen on the pitch and we'll just come out with something so comical. And it's just incredible humor, when somebody honestly. shouts it or whether you know, somebody starts singing it or what have you. Actually, go on, Nick. I, just, I have to say, Nick, having had three years at Stoke, they're very similar. Yeah, they're Stoke. They've Stoke wanna... them, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but they all eat dinner. <laughs> they've won the league at once. They've won the league at once and the auto auto glass once. And you know, their their sort of expectations are about on a par with ours. So I would say they're similar. Obviously I'm a blues fan, but you know, I can yeah, there's there was some relatively decent humour there as well. Yeah. So yeah. although they 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 look like they're stopping up definitely, don't they? So they're okay. Yeah, I think uh, they're, they're definitely safe, safe now, yeah. Yeah, safe. yeah, yeah. Never five to nine now, is it? It is, yeah. it is Nick. I think it's time to it is. Uh, say it goodbye. Is. Look, no. can I just apologise for eating pizza last week? I'm really sorry. I didn't. I don't want to offend anybody, but I was hungry, and you know, like, you know, you've got needs. Everybody's got needs, haven't they? You need to eat. You've got to eat. No, I won't do it again. Uh... <laughs> <coughs> <coughs> Ian, I'm going to tell you now, mate. Right, I've been looking forward to this one since <laughs> I'm done. Right, because. That day back in 1991, bless you. There's my mug, right? There's my mug. That mug yeah. is is literally one of the best possessions that I have. 
the memories of that day, the memories of the lead up to it, the memories of going into into Brum afterwards. And I, I lived like as I say near Derby, um, driving into Brum the day after. That throng of people in 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 the square, the bus coming around the corner, the tears running down my eyes. Right, and I'm only speaking for myself. I know that I'm speaking for everybody else that went to that game. Ian Clarkson, you chuck that ball over for Johnny Gale to do that overhead kick. Oh my God. And you know something? You've just been on the Tilton Talk show. Thank you very much, Lee. I ain't joking you. I know that I know that I know that one, two, three, four of the people in here, three other people, including me, four, and everybody out there has appreciated you coming on tonight. It's been a very, very difficult year, a horrible year. Um, but you know what? It's people like you that are brightening up other people's lives. I genuinely mean that, right? And, and, it, and it, no, I, no, I do mean it because it happens week in and week out and we get so many lovely comments after, after this. Look, good night, guys. Well done. Great effort. This, you know, it's all coming up on the, on the screen now. And if it wasn't for people like you, right, who agreed to give you free time up, and we do it every week because we're nutters, right? Am I not what? getting paid? Am I not getting a free bus pass for this? Oh, <laughs> Did nobody <laughs> tell him? You're going to over again. <laughs> <laughs> you get, you get, Ian, you you get a bathrobe. The most, the most <laughs> oh, yeah, like this. <laughs> I get one of these. The, yeah, the most classic part for me tonight was the free bus pass. You know what? <laughs> if, you, if you'd have said to me, right, okay, what did we get as a bonus? <laughs> I don't think anybody would have, oh, God, Wolves are winning. Oh, my God. <sighs> I don't think anybody would set a bus pass. Not anybody on the road, right? Yeah. Well, that, that, well, that was part of the first contract. Yeah. Nick, just, just a quick, I've just remembered, Nick. Yeah, I've just remembered something I might still have tucked away is a cassette. On the A side, it's Louis Luai. And on the B side, it's uh, something else. We, we sang it with the uh, Rocking Berries at their studio in Mosley. Who sang it? The final. You did? Yeah, it was me. There's about five of us in the Rocking Berries, and we sang on the. Uh, there's a cassette. This, it's, sorry, it's not kicking. Have it. Get it. I used to have that cassette. Get it to us. And then my car got stolen. And do you know something, Ian? This is an yeah. absolute true story. My car got stolen, and the two things that were stolen out of my car was that cassette, and the yeah. other one from the Lane and Daft Cup final with um, Kate right on on the the. the that's the one on the A side. It had Kate Wright on, and on the B right. side, it had <laughs> Louis, Louis, Louis. I have never, ever, ever, ever gained a copy of that cassette back. It was stolen out of my car. My car was returned to me intact. The only thing that was stolen was that cassette, and it was in the newspapers. Maybe, maybe it was the uh, rocking berries. I thought it was so bad. We, we can't put our name to it. <laughs> 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 oh, mate, ladies and gentlemen, Ian Clarkson, what an absolutely lovely bloke. Cracking. Thanks, Thanks Ian. It's been a pleasure, mate. Thanks. Yeah. Cheers, Thanks, fellas. Cheers, Ian. Cheers, guys. Thanks, Mark. Cheers, Paul. Thanks, Chris. Cheers, Ian. Thanks, mate. Take care. Take care. Wednesday night. This is destiny. This is it. This is it. It's Wednesday night or bust. We're either going to be playing in the Championship next year or we're not. That's as, as absolutely true as it gets. Please, 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 if you're one of the people that are thinking of going to St Andrews on Wednesday night, do not break the rules. Do not break the rules, right? Because the EFL will be after us like a shot. Do not break the rules, right? Be sensible. Be sensible. Please, I'm begging you, right? I cannot even think of giving them the opportunity to have another go at us, right? That's my end message. 
Ian Clarkson, thank you so much for that memory. That memory, that, that 1991 memory will never, ever fade in so, 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 so many people's heads. Chris Brown, thank you very much. <laughs> Paul Hipkiss, a.k.a. Mr Sheen, thank you very much. Good, good night, all. And from Mr. Robe, thank you very much. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, our star guest of the evening, ladies and gentlemen, one and only, Ian Clarkson. What a man, what a man. Thank what you, Nick. What a man, what a legend. Yes. Good night, fellas. Good night. Okay, so we'll see you next week. We may, we may, we may just do a show on Thursday for 10 minutes, right? We may. Or I might just go live on, on Wednesday night. I don't know, right? The head's all over the place. I'm going to trial. I love that. <laughs> Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.